it. No turning back now. I'm a little nervous. A little nervous. This is the first time doing something like this. Well, in this way. I've I've um I've definitely spoke in front of people. Yeah. I've done some hair shows and stuff. But that's like, you know, using my hands and being able to hide behind that a little bit. It seems so raw. I feel like what you do is kind of very much what you're talking to people all the time. You're like a like a pseudo therapist. Yeah, that's that's the the real deal. Take on a lot of stuff. Yeah. Get people's energy, try to help people, you know, when you look good, you feel good. And on top of that, like being able to talk to somebody that you trust that helps you like, you know, find confidence in yourself and gives you advice that like maybe somebody uh, like a stranger or a therapist couldn't get to because they don't really know you on a on an intimate level. They haven't seen your hair wet and you <laughs> kind of looking a mess. Absolutely. And I've been like really excited to have a partner on, you know, have this podcast with a partner because honestly, being a solo founder is really lonely sometimes. And I feel like last year we were IG crushing on each other. That's for sure. But you became a member of Fashion Mamas. I did. I needed it. It was at a time that I really needed a community. And I feel like it's definitely opened me up to another world of being friends with moms and not being, you know, like feeling like I'm not an adult sometimes and having a hard time talking to other moms because I'm like, oh, you're a parent. And I forget that I'm a parent too, you know, and I needed that community to like break me out of that idea. Thank you. And then I feel like I invited you to our our shoot for our, our fashion label. And you, I don't know, you just, you radiated so much fun and joy. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And I was like, wait, is this my soul twin? Please What's don't happening? Don't make me cry. Don't make me cry. Are we best friends? <laughs> we sure are. And I'm, Sisters. And I'm very much like, if I dig you, you know, male, female, non-binary, like I will reach out. Like I'm, I'm I am just like, I love good energy because this world is filled with heavy horrible negative bullshit the fakers yes and i feel like we were gonna be we were meant to meet yeah you're a real one <laughs> hi erica hi natalie oh my god listen to my voice okay let's see let's take a deep breath okay <sighs> all right not asmr here we are <laughs> hello so i think for this first episode it's so important for us to share a little bit about who we are because we're going to have guests every week, but we want to set the tone and the tone is going to be, be vulnerable, come with your shit. Let's also have fun, but don't get it twisted. Me and Erica have been through a lot in this world and this is all defiant joy. Yeah. It's, um, when you asked me, I was definitely like at a place in my life that, um, I definitely needed to feel like you know, how do I put it? I guess to feel like, you know, I am valuable in a way that like, you know, you think I can come here and open up and share stuff that people find interesting or maybe like have never experienced. And, you know, I know you have the same kind of vibe. Absolutely. So it's definitely an honor to like do something like this with you. And honestly, to collaborate with you, like you're such a powerhouse. And I feel like in our separate worlds, we were dominant women, you know, we say it how it is and it's fun to come together finally and be with somebody on a project that's the same. Like, I don't want to, I don't, I don't want to be the top dog all the time. It's nice to like be, you know, an equal and have someone to work with. 
I totally hear you. It's a, uh, it can be lonely when you're like an alpha in your craft or something. Right. Yeah. And so in everything, in every <laughs> fucking thing. Yeah. yeah. And being a mom and we are, because our identity also includes mother, motherhood, naturally those conversations are going to come up and we're going to talk to moms too. We're going to talk to dads, but this isn't like a mom only podcast. This isn't like a, a podcast that's one note. Humans contain multitudes, so we're also going to be containing multitudes, baby. I'm still a little nervous. Oh, oh God. But we're going to try to not edit these as much as possible because I want to have the com- – I want to expose the conversations that I have when I'm just talking to my homegirls. Oh, oh, sorry. It's I'm scooting okay. in my chair. I just, got, <laughs> I just got a neck surgery, so I'm trying to figure out how. Uh, You're how, a soldier. I swear comfortable to God. Comfortable in a chair. You are literally a soldier. Thank you. Thank you. Um, so I would love for you to share. We're going to, I feel like through this journey, I'm going to, we're going to learn more and more about each other. Yes. But for those who don't know, I'd love for you to share a little bit about your journey in this life. Ooh. Right. Where were you raised? You, see. You're a Mexican see. queen. Tell us. Um, I was born and partially raised in Phoenix, Arizona, which is definitely not somewhere that I call home. Um, I was a product of, you know, I, you know, a broken home. And looking back, I guess I didn't realize the, you know, the trauma and stuff that came with that. I didn't realize how I how I would carry that on in my real life. Um, I was partially raised by my grandparents. They're white. I grew up in an all, do I say white? What do I call it? Is that okay? Is that offensive? Be you. Um, If they don't, they don't know your heart yet. It's fine. They're going to, they're going to know your heart. So I'm half Mexican. Um, I grew up in this neighborhood where it was a little uncomfortable to be Mexican. I was definitely, um, I felt different than everybody in more ways than one. You know, I grew up in a, a Catholic community, which is, uh, you know, I took some of those values, but it was definitely hard for me to fit in there. Oopsie, excuse me. My husband is texting me. Let's turn that shit off. Anyways, um, I, I grew up there and I realized that like very early on, I don't fit in and I don't just fit inside the box. And I, I didn't know that that would be something that's to my advantage as an adult. Um, I uh, cut to, you know, lots of mama drama. She wasn't ready to, uh, well, you know, she had three kids and I feel like she was done after those ones. And here came me. Um, she hated my dad. So I think there was a lot of that connected to me. Like I seeing me and dealing with me and I was again, rebellious and like, I just wanted love and attention from her. And that came out as like, um, anger and, you know, not following her rules and all that kind of stuff. So it pushed me um, basically more into the arms of my dad, who um, a lot of people may not know this. He is now a recovering drug addict. Um, Yeah, he's been sober for like almost five years, I think it is. And, you know, that was definitely something that I never thought. Yeah, I know. I never thought my kids would have a grandpa. You know, um, I... My mother journey started out as a single mom. Um, I had a little fling with a middle school slash high school sweetheart. And along came my son, Ryder. And um, 
very quickly into my pregnancy, just, you know, that relationship didn't work out. And I was pregnant alone. I, you know, did that whole thing. Um, and I just thought that's how it was going to be. I, I ran with that. I, I think I just, I just did it. You know, everything you have to do to like survive as a single mom with, you know, I, I was pregnant. I was sick. It was a high risk, uh, pregnancy. So I couldn't work. And yeah, it was, it was definitely a lot. And my son, um, again, his name is Ryder. He was born with a disease called high drops. And I didn't find out until, uh, three weeks before my due date. And it was just came out of nowhere. He didn't have it my whole pregnancy. And it came down to, you know, me going to get an ultrasound. I found a, I felt a little weird. I went to a hospital and they checked me out. They said, Oh, everything's fine. And luckily this, um, this actually an RN came through and said like, no, something's wrong here. And they kind of kept it from me. And then they sent in a grief counselor and said, there's a 99% chance that my son wasn't going to survive. Oh my so, God. Yeah. That was, that was a moment for me that I just, it changed me forever. And I didn't realize how connected I was to this human until there was the thought that like I carried him all this way and there's a chance I may not ever know him. And, um, so he, he came, he survived. He didn't cry when he came out. You know, that was, that was a lot. He, he, I talked to him and he made a little noise and I knew that he was going to hang on. You know, he was rushed to the NICU. They performed a surgery right away and he stayed there for almost a month and he, it was against all odds. He survived. Um, it's crazy. Like the, the NICU nurses and doctors came to me after when I was taking them home and said, like, when they heard he had high drops, they were preparing for the worst. And they had one case like this uh, years ago, and it was just devastating for all of them. And they were so blown away that he actually pushed it, yeah. you know, and I see now that he's here. He changed my life. He saved my life in a lot of ways. He's so special. I love his energy. Yeah. He yeah. really is. Thank you for he's saying so that. Sweet. He's a lot. He's a lot. And a lot of parents see us together and I'm wild. He's wild. And it's been kind of hard to fit into these like mom, this mommy land with him because, yeah. uh, oh, single mom also. And that's a little intimidating to married women. I learned very quickly um, in every aspect, you know, renting an apartment. I thought that people would have more sympathy, but it really was just like, ugh. The odds are against you. The lady. judgment is so real. Yeah, like Mm-mm. we don't think that you're going to be able to pay rent next month. So move along, fill out another application, and go from there. How so. shitty is that? They're like, we don't think so. My mom raised me single, so I totally like crazy? single moms. I'm like bowing down to you. It's yeah, it's a whole nother world. Um, yeah. So we left. Uh, really, we got out of the hospital. I made a move to, back to Arizona to try to not work it out with his dad, but just have a little more support. And that just did not work. It was a really awful scene. So him and I packed up my car and we drove back to LA. We lived with friends for a little while. Um, You know, he's a newborn, he's breastfeeding. I'm like sitting on random couches every, not random, they were my friends, but like it was just bouncing around, sleeping different places, bringing the pack and play, all the stuff, all our clothes, everything like that. And um, we were very fortunate to have one friend let us kind of house it until I got my apartment and we've just grown from there. We, I got my career back. I got my life back. You know, I stopped feeling so helpless and, um, just watching, watching him grow 
has been such a joy for me that I never thought, I never thought I deserved, I guess, you know, I don't know if you you know Mm -hmm. that feeling. I know that feeling, that imposter syndrome, also the um, self-sabotaging. Oh yeah. I did a lot of that. And I, uh, I don't live with, I live with a little bit of regret. You know, that time was so hard for me with him and I was drinking a lot. You know, I was out trying to like find my old self. And what I didn't realize is like my old self was not going to get me anywhere that my new self, you know, needed to be. Like I'm a mother now. I needed to own that. I need to break up with unhealthy habits and create a new version of myself. I'm still, I'm still me. I, I've learned how to have fun and express myself in a healthy way now. I'm almost three years sober. So that's a whole nother world. Um, finding that community was so good. I would take my little one and a half, two year old to meetings with me and just like everything I could do to like fight for him, you know? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. It, it was a lot, but here we are. I just love that you live, like it's your own unique path of how you got here. And it's just, you still, against all odds, you radiate so much joy and energy is everything, right? When you, when you talk to someone, you're like, I left that feeling good. Like every time we do our silly photo shoots, I'm having so much fun. I feel like a child. I feel like our inner children are playing together. It's so true. It's so true. You know, that's been, that's been something that like, you know, I know you obviously know the feeling, but when you look, when you get to see the world from a child's eyes, Mm -hmm. you, you get to be a kid again in a lot of ways. You know, you're going down the slide, you're swinging on swings, you're getting dirty. You know, you're, for me, I was talking to a a baby all the time. I didn't really have a lot of adults. So it was like, yeah, I, I just feel like I got back to who I was and I got to be a child in a healthy way rather than how I was brought up, you know? And I definitely, um, Oh my God, that just clicked for me. Yeah. It's like we are correct course correcting. Mm-hmm our childhood trauma yeah, exactly. through the inner child having a second chance now. Yeah, it's true. Right? And, 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 you know, looking at this little human and thinking like, I will not do to you what was done to me. I don't know what I'm going to do, but I know I'm not going to, I'm not going to fuck you up. Like I want you to thrive. I want you to have what I didn't have. You know, I struggled a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of bad relationships, a lot of, you know, abusive situations, um, jumping around to different salons, different friends, you know, trying to, trying to, I guess, I don't know. I don't really know. I can't really explain it, but in doing all that, just looking at my son and saying like, this is not going to be your world. We're going to, we're going to do this and you're going to thrive. And I might struggle, you know, at times, maybe all the time. Um, I don't know what I'm doing. I don't, I didn't know who I was yet as a mother, as a mother for sure. Honesty is great though. For them to know that is amazing. Like a lot. Like when, when my three-year-old is hard, Mm -hmm. I'll even like snuggle with Diego at night, my seven-year-old. And I'll just be like, Diego, Rio's so hard. Do you have any advice? Like how, how can we help her? Yeah. And he's just like, mommy, just let her, let her figure it out. Yeah. And it is so special to give them that power too. Like I see that in Ryder's eyes too. Like he's just like, I know what's going on. I'm not perfect. None of us are, but Mm -hmm. like, I see mommy. I see, I see what she's 
what she's doing, what, what she's trying to do. She loves me. That's all I care about. Yeah. It's, it's crazy to see, like, I've, I'm bringing up this child who has a lot of compassion. Like, you know, I'll tell you what, he doesn't listen to me. He's wild as hell. He goes to school and he's like a perfect angel. He comes home and terrorizes our house. Because you're comfort. Yeah. Oh, he's, he's like, like she'll, she'll be with me forever. I could do whatever with her. For sure. And then the second he sees me sad for whatever reason, he comes to me and says, you know, it's going to be all right, mama. And gives me a hug, gives me a kiss. And I'm like, I taught him that. Mm-hmm. He didn't get that from nowhere. Empathy. Yeah. He was born, you know, who he is. He's a great guy. But he, I realized like my, I get my self-worth a lot from seeing what I've instilled in my son already and know, you know, knowing that I'm not, I'm not a bad mom, you know, like, cause you, I know there are times when you're like, Oh, I'm judging I'm myself all the time. Yeah. 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 Sometimes I'll even be like, Oh, I did it. This is the thing that's going to fuck him up. He's mm-hmm. going to have therapy forever. God, the, but so the true. best thing I ever heard was like, by default, Every human is going to reach trauma and or some situation, no matter what we do at home when they're out in the world. Mm-hmm. All we can do is provide them with a safe space at home. Yeah, we want to protect and right them. the wrongs that we experienced. Mm-hmm. And it's healing for us, it's cathartic for us, but also the kids, they are going to have a chance at a healthy upbringing. Yeah. And so are we, you know, we get to have the family we never had. We get to with, I think it's like second nature almost. You just, there have been times where I feel like, you know, I didn't really know my mom very well, but the times that I was with her, like I sometimes see myself acting that way. And I'm like, what the fuck? Like, I don't, I, why for a split second, when I treat my child like that, I correct it. I apologize. You know, I explained to him, like, I'm doing my best and he understands that. And he, they in, take it in and they're like, it's okay. You know, like, they oh, don't, yeah, they don't absolutely. They don't carry the weight of it as much yes. as we think they yes. do. Um, oh, I know that. That feeling where you're just kind of like, oh, shit, I'm becoming her. Yeah. And it's just, we're literally course correcting. We're work in progress all the absolutely. time. I had literal therapy before we talked today. And I was just kind of like, you know what? I don't think I'm ever going to be like, I'm fixed. Thank you. Mm. Anyway, we're going to always need support in some way, but you know, therapy and other ways that people heal it. Um, it's like, uh, they're tools to be able to articulate yourself better to be able to understand yourself Mm -hmm. better. Cause I was super depressed during the pandemic, Mm. the, the height of it. And I was like, why am I so depressed? And I'm like, Oh, I, need energy from other people. So yeah. when there's, it's just me and like my family, I love them so much, but give me more. I need to be on a stage. I need like all of that. But I soon realize that d- also sucks the life out of me. It's true. You need to see, you need to hear how this person per- perceives you and like who you are. Mm-hmm. Because sometimes I think we forget that. Like, I don't know. I don't know if we're the same in that way, but like I very easily I can slip back into old thinking and like, I just, I'll get really insecure or I'll, you know, I don't know. I just want to self-isolate and all that kind of stuff. And I finally succumbed to, uh, to therapy a few months into my sobriety. Cause it was like, whoa, I am facing this fucking world with like a clear mind, clear mm-hmm. eyes. And I 
don't know how and I need guidance. Like I need this figure to, I don't know, correct, correct our wrongs and, but yet, you know, empower us. It's better when it's an unbiased opinion too, because they're like, the stakes aren't high for them. Mm -hmm. They're not like, this is my wife or this is my partner or this is my business partner. This is a financial transactional relationship. I mean, it is. (laughs) You actually do have to invest in therapy, but they are like, you're one of many clients. I'm here to do actual, the work that I went to school for to identify and psychoanalyze you and help you and tell you the hard things because I don't have to deal with you after this call and you're going to resent me all day or something. So my therapist very much holds me accountable. But what's so cool is they want you to succeed. So they're not here to tear you down in the end. They're like, actually, you're too hard on yourself. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Now you're nitpicking. Yeah. Like the smallest thing when if you are so passionate about course correcting your inner child, come from a place where, remember when you're a child, how innocent and how accepting you were of people and yourself remember the the confidence of being a child I don't know if I ever had that though I was always super insecure as a child because I didn't have I didn't have I can't believe that are you serious yeah oh my god I hated going to school I always thought everyone hated me like I then I and through that I like carried a lot of anger I was so much my dad used to come to school and eat lunch with me like almost every day How old were you when this was happening? Oh, my God. This was, I would say, I mean, first through fourth was really hard for me, you know, and he, he had his faults, but like he was a good fucking dad. He was my best friend and he understood like my, you know, feeling like I didn't fit in. Outsider. And I don't know if I got that from him because he seemed like you were saying he brought a lot of joy. He was always the one making everyone laugh and all that Mm -hmm. kind of stuff. So I never saw the side of him that, you know, I felt. So I just, I never wanted to be at, at school and he would come sit with me and hang out. And then I'd go back to that like hellhole. And again, I was so angry. I was always getting in fights because I would want to defend someone or, um, yeah, mm-hmm. I was a little, I was a little wild. I Feisty. was fighting. I was, I was spitting at people. I was definitely not, you know, the People's average mad at the world. world. I was, I was furious. I really was. And it's, it's. That anger has gotten me a long way, but then choosing. Mm-hmm. You have to choose every day. Choosing to not come, to come correct with people. You know, like I can't be that. Like I won't have friends if I'm, you know, not bettering myself. Yeah. And meeting them halfway. Exactly. And what, what I'm learning is also our soft side mm-hmm. is also strength too. Yeah, because sometimes I'm like, I'm so wound up or I write off, write people off and I'm done. Me when too. I'm done, too, girl. I'm so done. And what we're doing is like, that's our defense mechanism. We need a hug. And we're over here like pushing people further and further yeah, yeah, and yeah. further away. But we're beating them to the punch. Yep. We're like- That's so true. You're like, you, you turn me, me off. We're not gelling. I feel like eventually you're going to realize we're not gelling. Mm-hmm. So you're out. Yeah. Before you can get with me, I'm not going to have that. (laughs) I'm not getting fired. I quit. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Oh, I've had those situations. I feel like, yeah, you know, and that's hard. You have to hear, like, even hearing you say that, like the fact that there's someone out there that knows how it feels. Yeah. You're not alone. It's empowering. Like, like I said, when you asked me to do this with you, I was like, me? Like, I don't know. I've seen your, I've seen your panels. I've seen you do mama's making and all that Mm -hmm. stuff. And I'm like, 
is she gonna ask me ever or am I like am I still you know am I was I, like I got a bigger plan enough? for you am baby I, yeah am I like am I do I have something to offer these women and like when you asked me to do this I was like god for real like and but I rose to the the occasion I was like fuck yeah like I'm the one she's the one we're gonna do this shit and it's gonna be hard to share a lot of stuff and it's gonna be you know it's gonna be a lot and yeah. like hearing maybe more normal people come in here and tell us their story and be like, okie doke. Like sometimes feel like you don't fit in, but I feel like we do attract really good people That's at this point thing. in our lives. Yeah. The the individuals I want for this are other creatives that do things different in their way. And instead of like they are rebellious in their nature, it's more of like how they play and find fun because of how hard this world is. Yeah. Or how um, societal standards force you to to live in this box forever. Yeah, grow up. I love people mm-hmm. that are literally like, what box? Yeah. No, thank you. Yeah. I'm actually building my own like sphere. That's that's right. Yeah, exactly. You know, I'm in like a freaking like geometric shape that we're on some other shit. Yeah. It's and not always getting where you fit in. It's like create a safe space for other people too that are like you to like go on this journey together and not have to like stay suppressed right stay where society wants you to stay like we're mexican girls Mm -hmm. we're feisty we're loud and we want to get what we deserve yeah you know and i think with that people are scared and a lot of people want to just like push you down Mm -hmm. because they're like it's too much too much too much exactly and i'm just like oh my god i'm amplifying that so speaking of like i feel like your visual representation of yourself it's so fitting to who you are as a human. It's like your spirit is also like you're a work of art to me, honestly. So what has the process been like, like visually becoming who you've always been inside? Like maybe your first tattoo or your first piercing. Like when did you know that that was cathartic? Because I'm the same way. Like I have always been a rebel Mm -hmm. in a lot of ways because it's cathartic for me. Yeah, it's that's exactly it. It's not like people, I think people sometimes think you're like, Oh wow, they're like uh, trying to be badass. Yeah, or like, or like they're no, they're like oh, they don't res- they don't have any respect for themselves. They're drawing all over their bodies, like whatever. And for me, it's not like to stand out. It's to like, um, yeah, it's cathartic first of all. And I think above all, you know, I like I said, I grew up in this all white community, and I was embarrassed to be Mexican. I wouldn't tell people I was Mexican. I would like mostly lean on, you know, my my white side. Like I would just, oh yeah, I would never say I was Mexican. And it wasn't until I came to LA and there was this diversity and it was actually okay. It was actually better for me to like be able to express myself. Like it's beneficial. And my, I think my true side, like it's, you know, it's, I, I, I feel like I'm a tough girl. I feel like I, I like getting tattoos. It's not the pain. It's like, I love the art. I love the story. And, um, I feel like it just does. It makes me feel like I'm more myself when I see this on my body. It's not like trying to like sabotage myself for jobs. Like, look, I'm a hairstylist. I'm always going to be a hairstylist. That's what I'm good at. That's where I found my confidence. And I can have fucking tattoos when I do that, you know? And, and why live for the and- like preventative yeah. nature of just in case I get a seat in Congress, right. I shouldn't have. Like, why live your life that way? Tomorrow is not even promised. Right. Like, do it. Do it. Like, um, I do, I was doing my arms at first, and I was like, oh, I won't do my legs because, like, it just – I don't know if I want to be covered. And then 
there came a time where I was like, that would look fucking dope. And that would like make me feel like where I'm at in my life right now. Like, a, like I started my first leg tattoo with like a Phoenix and I'm from Phoenix, but also, you know, it might sound a little cheesy, but like, you know, I rose from all the shit that I went through. There she is. And yes. so that's, you know, that's what I did. I, I have a, a panther on my throat. There just came a time where I felt like I wasn't, I started not being true to myself. I was, um, again, letting people pigeonhole me and take advantage of me. And I was like, whoa, like, I don't think I'm expressing myself verbally you're getting it twisted, people. Exactly. Right? <laughs> like, don't fuck around. And I, I, I felt like I couldn't speak up, and I just like had this. It's like whatever. I had this calling to like get this. I, I love. It's weird. I love like wild cats. You mm-hmm. know, I love tigers. I love panthers. I love. I love it all. So, um, I went to my tattoo artist, and he was like, "Oh, I'm going out of town. I can't do it." And um, so I had another tattoo artist. I hit. I kept hitting people up that I knew. I have like very few. Like I only let these few people tattoo me and um they were like your throat like I don't want to be the one that does that to you and then you come back and you're like I have my fucking throat tattooed like that's a that's a jump like you can have your arms you can have your legs but a throat is like you don't that's really a commitment. It. it's a commitment yeah. like I was even googling throat tattoos and there's not even a lot like out there the but coolest, a lot of people that have them the coolest thing about like this is so you is that you sent me an image of it was on your throat already and it had just happened. I think the bandage was on. Yeah. And you're like, girl, look what I did. And it wasn't like, take me on a journey of my self-doubt. Yeah. Look at all my different Panthers. Which one should I get? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I want to get on my throat. What do you think? You just do it and you go through your process. I'm the same way. I silently do all my freaking research. I overthink everything. Overthink. But you know what? You don't bring everyone in Mm -mm. the mix of it because you already have so many like conflicting opinions in your own mind. Imagine more chefs to the kitchen. Yeah. Can't do it. Oh my God. Imagine someone, you know, I've always had that little like Oh, what are people, what are people thinking? And then I have to like, again, silence that shit and do what feels right. Like for this, for me, like signifies like, um, like opening up my, I know like my throat chakra and like being able to, it was, it was, it was like something that, that like, um, I don't know. I feel like that's another thing that changed my life. Like I am who I am and you feel like it's, you're more you now. And my, my son doesn't even like think twice. Like he doesn't think he has a weird tattooed mom. That's like the cool thing too. Like being the different mom and yet fitting in and in different places, but you know, standing out, I guess. Absolutely. And like talking about fashion, something, oh my God, I was thinking about this this morning. We send each other like what we're going to wear. Yeah. And it's, we play with it and we, we reclaim words like hoochie, hoodra, all yeah. that. Oh, I love it. And it's Let's like, it it's me. so fun because I don't think I have my girlfriends that are just like, like they're fun and sassy too. Yeah. But I feel like we're so on the same page. Yeah, like we absolutely. would share the same closet almost, yeah, no, right? For sure. And it's just so fun because we both have boys. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And because they're seeing like their mom is the epitome of unapologetic, yeah. you know, styling. Yeah. I don't think they're going to like do a double take when they see all of our amazing women around mm-hmm. us that are just like, you know, hot and cool and yeah. fun and individual because we've normalized like 
everyone is on their own journey and their own identity. That's absolutely it. And I and I think it's it's literally it's so beautiful to just be raising boys and also being strong women because that's their role model. Yep. They're going to have that in their yep. life and hoping no matter what gender or you know who they choose in their life, mm-hmm. they're going to expect strong humans yeah. around them. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And they're going to know. Like whatever they fucking do, we're going to support it. Like do your thing. Like if you want to be, yeah, you know, that bitch, like do it. Like I support you. I'm not going to ever try to hold you down. Like express yourself however you want. You don't, if you don't want to wear what I got you, like if you don't want yeah. me to, you know, pick out your vibe, like do your thing. Like I was like, so I don't know if you like this. Did you get weird about your kids wearing like, uh, like Mickey Mouse, Spider-Man, like yeah, all that shit. It's, yeah. It's funny because we're like, here's the aesthetic. Yes. Yes. And then you realize, uh-oh, my son only wants to wear Pokemon shirts. <laughs> yes. Oh, my God. <laughs> like, what the fuck? You're like, this is not on brand. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But then the joy that it, that they have, yes. you're like, you know what? Get a little larger side. I'll, I'll wear it with you. Yeah. And it is on brand. So you know, like, I'll be exactly Pikachu a, for Halloween. I'll be Don't trip. Exactly. <laughs> I know. Weren't you the Incredibles? I was the Incredibles. That's I so was Pikachu cute. one year. Yeah. <gasps> That's so cute. It was, it was you know what? Honestly, Diego... I was getting ready for an interview that through the, you know, through these conversations, we'll kind of, I'll share more about what I do. But um, Diego put on my Manolos and he put on one and he's like, mommy, these look kind of cool. And they're really high. And he's, don't get me wrong. He's the boyish of all boys. Right. But he put it on. And the fact that he was not nervous to like even try them on, Mm -hmm. like mommy would make fun of that or something. Right. He put on my patent black strap uh, Manolos. And he was just like, mommy, these look cool. And I was like, baby, they do look cool. Honestly, don't break your ankle. Yeah, That's yeah. what I was thinking. I wasn't like, you <laughs> can't wear that. I'm like, baby, we're going to do runway walking. Yeah, exactly. But instead of like, I never want to also push something for a message mm-hmm. to be like an over advocate for something. I want him, I want to advocate for Diggy, what Diego yep. wants. Yeah, and exactly it right. seemed like in that moment, innocently, he was like, these look interesting, like, like a, almost like a, a challenge to put on. So mm-hmm. I'm going to try it on really quick. Yeah, and it doesn't have to go further than that, like no, overthinking it. No, my son loves nail polish because I do my nails. I'm, I have, I'm very, I think, boyish. I don't know if I. Yeah, yeah, hard. I get it. But yeah. I'm femme in a lot of ways too. I love to do hair, but um, my son loves his nails done, loves his hair done, likes doing makeup. But like he's just, he's, he's so fun. Isn't it he's fun so too? It's just letting their individuality shine through it's going to be really freeing for a boy too because this is a new wave like things were not like this back in the day Mm -mm. i'm just like oh my god imagine how easy this world would be if humans can just human if humans can just do things their own way think like they want to think so i think what's going to be good about this podcast is we're gonna be an open book yep Open up to us. And have and our inner ch- children play every week. Yes. And encourage our guests and our listeners to join us in that. And, you know, even though life is going to continue to be so hard, so overwhelming, especially in these days, um, choosing to play and find joy where you can is healing. And it's also going to set you free from what sometimes the universe is trying to, you know, challenge you with. Yeah. Like I, yeah, just show up. 
Yeah. You know, because, yeah, I, it's been a rough go and I've had like a lot going on right now. And, um, you know, oh, like sh- I was like, I just got to show up. That's my homegirl. Like I committed. I would never flake. And look at how much fun we had today. And like it, it brings out the joy, you yeah. know, that you need at the time. Like just show up. You never know what it's going to do for you. This shit's life-saving sometimes. It just one is. good day yeah. can make you – it's worth waking up tomorrow. Yeah, it's true. It's true. It's very inspiring to, to yeah, like I said, show up, have fun, and then you get out of that fucking whatever the fuck's going on that's not good or what – I don't even know. You know, it's just – you can take this on with you for the next week, month, who knows, or you can look back at this and, and realize like, oh shit, life's not always how I am right now in this moment. Like, mm-hmm. remember that, mm-hmm. remember this, remember who the fuck I am, who my friends think I am, who I think my friends are. I want to build people up. I don't want to ever not show up and see what happens, you know? Exactly. Slap that metaphorical panther on your throat For real? and show up, be a bad bitch. Yeah. 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 Like own who I am. That's the thing too. I don't know if you're like this, like, um, we dress a certain way and I'll walk around and I forget that I look like this and I'll catch myself in the mirror and I'm like, damn, I'm like pretty fine. Like, you know what I mean? Like I'm different. I feel hot. Like I feel like I I, I love that. I love that. I don't know. That was something that I didn't like as a child, I didn't own. I didn't feel pretty. And I, I look at myself today and I'm like, I'm secure. That yes. It's okay to be pretty. People don't like that all the time. And this is your hot girl brand. Like this is what you define as hot and sassy, right? Right. And I have friends that are like, they show up in a suit. They will always wear their, you know, like their trousers and Mm. be a whole elegant queen. Mm. And I love that too. Oh, I love it. Yeah. I love like everyone just being themselves. I'm going to totally respect and accept you. Mm -hmm. So do the same to me. Yeah. Right? Do the same to us. Like yeah, we can coexist. We can coexist. Well, I love you. And this was so special. I love you Our too. Our first episode. We are going to have so many incredible yeah, moments. I really can't wait. I can't wait. Aww. Yay. Thank you, guys. Um, we will see you next week. Bye. Bye. <laughs>